this is the 426th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter from the AJC. We're going to preview the Falcons game against the Tennessee Titans. The Falcons are 4-3 and three and in sole possession of first place in the NFC South. We're going to have a special guest, Danielle Ledbetter of WSMV Channel 4, Nashville, Tennessee, to come on the show and help us preview the game. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. The Atlanta Falcons are on the NFL's radar screen. The league is inquiring about how the Bijan Robinson situation was handled last week by the Falcons. Uh, they think there may have been a violation of their injury reporting rules. Arthur Smith here on the handling of the B. John Robinson situation on game day. Long in my experience, you know, we always check in and tell those guys that are part of the possible actives to always be ready. A lot of things have happened over the years in my experience in the NFL. Uh, I always check in when we get to the stadium. Guys, make sure nothing else is cut popped up there's things that popped up before and so i always do a final check and then obviously you talk to the player and situation felt good that he'd be available how much would to see how the game went and the way the game went um you know cp and tyler did a nice job and but at the end of it you know asked if he could go because i like i think he does a good job especially in the two minute stuff and he went out there and how it affected the game maybe it affected some calls we'll never know but Got the look he wanted with Kyle's play, and you know he got us a couple yards and finished the game and helped get the uh, field goal closure. But things come up all the time, Mike. You've covered this game a long time, but uh, so I always communicate with the players. And like I said, some strange things have happened on game day before, but we would never put them out there if we thought it was something that would be detrimental long term. The Falcons scored on their opening drive for the second consecutive game. Here's Arthur Smith on what he learned from the team's opening drive. I mean, same thing. We just continue to work on things. It's, it's a constant, like I said yesterday, it's like the video game. Something's going to pop up. you got to go fix something else. It's the way it goes. So, you know, things that I thought Desmond came out, you know, for a quarterback, that what you, what you love about him is he's, he's not hesitant. Sometimes you guys, guys that come off a game where – you know, they throw in a pick or two. They get hesitant. They try to ease into it. But he came over the gate ripping that football. Um, you can see it right when he, he worked to, to Hodge on that first play, hit new down the seam. Like, he was in rhythm early. Um, this guy's protected well up front, too. So it allowed us to get in there and, and spread the ball around and, and uh, 
got the you know touchdown. So the game went on. Like I said, we moved the ball really well. We obviously got things to fix, and you know that's what we're finding unique ways and different ways to not score. So um, we'll continue to work on that. But there's a lot of progress being made. I thought he played extremely well from the pocket. I thought he made some big time throws. Then late in the game too, right? I mean, that was a that was a big time throw to Kyle. In that opening drive, tight end Jonu Smith was a key factor. He caught three passes for 27 yards to keep things moving on the eight-play, 58-yard touchdown drive. Here's Arthur Smith on Jonu Smith's involvement early on in the game. Yeah, just kind of the way it went, you know, with some things, that, the way they played. I mean, like, the thing is, that's a good football team and, and good coaches. They're always going to adapt. So, again, when you have the what we've – been evolving to that ball can go go a lot of different places so if you just want to take something away here well you got to go somewhere else and if you're not just leaning on one person you're able to spread the ball around and we were able to stay into into drives and not get out of things and um, take something away here well they play somewhere else so that's that's just the game that you play and, and you know pre-snap looks they give you post-snap and I thought the decision making from the pocket was pretty good Arthur Smith spent a lot of time in Tennessee, first as a tight ends coach and then uh, uh, moved, up, moved up to the offensive coordinator position, which helped him get the job here in Atlanta. Here's Arthur Smith on if it will be special facing his former team. I mean, I am from Memphis. Uh, obviously, was fortunate to be there for 10 years, but, you know, it's going to be about the players for, for us and the Titans on Sunday. But... Um, you know, a lot of good friends and, and uh, colleagues I, got, I was fortunate to work with. You know, someone still on the coaching staff and a lot of people, you know, in, in the equipment and support staff. Uh, just thankful for my time there. Arthur Smith and Coach Mike Vrabel of the Titans are very tight. So, so much so his son Tyler is on the Falcons on the practice squad. He knows that Coach Vrabel is going to have the Titans ready to play this game. Here's what Arthur Smith said about the Titans. I know this, you know, they, they're coming off a bye week. Braves will have them ready to go. So regardless of who plays quarterback, I promise you they'll be they'll be ready. We got to be ready to roll. This will be our toughest challenge, you know, going on the road. Game we need to win. Obviously a game that they'll, they'll be ready for, and we'll have to continue to play better. But they'll, they'll make you earn everything, and, and – uh, I know this, like I said again, like this will be our best challenge because they play hard as well. It'll be a tough physical game, and uh, we'll make sure we continue to we got to minimize our mistakes and, and be ready to go execute. Now the Falcons, that win in Tampa was huge because they won while playing some extremely bad football, <laughs> turning the ball over three times in the red zone. But they got the win. And they stopped an eight-game losing streak on the road. Wanted to know from Coach Smith if they could carry that momentum on the road to Tennessee after stopping that eight-game losing streak. Every opportunity we continue to work. You know, when you're taking team on the road, uh, you got to find a way to win. You know, and we were able to do that yesterday. However, it played out, which you got to give our guys credit for, is it's a resilient group. And they don't flinch in, in pressure moments, whether that was on defense or going down to cover a punt, or certainly on offense. You know, it's a couple games now we've won, even with this young group, um, handling situational football pretty well. We know we haven't been perfect, but 
to our last three weeks, we've been able to execute in two minutes, get down there, and have Koo take us home in the last second. All right, Nate Landman led the Falcons in tackles last week with 12. Here's our interview with Nate Landman in the locker room on Monday. Yeah, how big of a win was that for you guys to, you know, play through some mud and come out on the right side? Of- Huge win. I think that just points to the resilience of our team. Um, you know, we're we fight to the end. And, um, super good win. The one that one that we can learn from definitely made mistakes and stuff we can learn from, but a good stepping stone moving on to the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, take me through your fumble. Look, I had the book. I saw it, but, you know. What, how did you yeah, attack the ball um, on that one? We, you know, we always emphasize attacking the ball and getting the ball out. We're working in practice. Um, you know, the guy, the guy was dancing, broke a couple tackles. I saw the ball. Um, you know, I made eye, direct eye contact with the ball, saw it, threw a punch, and wrapped up, and um, it worked out. I was glad, glad my guys were there to, you know, get on the ball and um, good momentum swift for us. Okay. Um, the, the program had you recovering it, but somebody else got it? Yeah, LaCale. Uh, LaCale. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They corrected it. That's right, man. XFL guy getting out there making plays. Huh? Yeah. yeah, he's been balling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know y'all, Tennessee's next, and uh, y'all have only given up one rushing touchdown and going against Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, uh, how, how are y'all seeing? Um, you know, once I know y'all got to get prepared and all that, but, you know, what would it mean going against Henry and that Russian attack, you know they run the ball. Yeah, we got to bring our A game. Um, you know, he's he's a top back for a reason. Uh, they do a good job running the ball. And, um, you know, we pride ourselves on, you know, trying to stop people from running the ball. So hopefully, you know, we go in there with the right mindset and a um, good scheme. And um, we're just going to play, you know, our football, attacking aggressive football. And, um, but definitely credit to them. They're, you know, they, they got a good good scheme going over there and um, Derek's a great back so it'll be a challenge for us for sure and uh, Richie was like hey you know I'm proud of where we at but we're nowhere done it's a lot of more work to do for the unit is that your sense too oh yeah you know like I said um, there were mistakes were made during that game that we need to improve on um, definitely next level steps we can take to be um, even better defense help the offense more help special teams more um, you know little details that we're going to focus on this week um, whether that be attacking the ball more, um, better in coverage, better in our gaps, just, you know, the whole game of football, we could all improve in. Falcons tight end John o. Smith has been a big part of the offense. Here we go. Uh, he's going back to Tennessee where he's going to play his old team. And in the interview, we, talk, we discussed Kevin Byer, but Kevin has since been traded to the Eagles, but they used to go at it in practice. Here is... Falcons tight end Johnu Smith. Yeah, um, when you know when your numbers call, man, it's always a uh, you know a good feeling to get the team going. And, uh, you know, those, you know those, those, those couple of plays led to points, led to you know a touchdown, which, which is huge for us. It's kind of something we've been battling with. Um, you know, inconsistent, being inconsistent with you know in these past couple of weeks, but it's always good to get you know the, the drive going and you know get that thing popping off for, for, for our guys, man. The second game in a row. 
It's one game at a time, man. We always come in, uh, you know, every day with the mindset to improve. Um, and I think we've, we've taken a lot of pride in that and, uh, look, you know, looking ourselves in the mirror and you know, figuring out what we have to do as a, as a unit because it's not one person. So it's what we have to do as a unit to, to continue to improve. And, I, you know, uh, you know, it looks like we've been gaining up on that. So we just got to continue moving, moving in those, those steps. And then just, uh, I know you've been, been gone a couple of years, but uh, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, you know, playing the Titans again? I know Terry Biskey and... Mike Black were a couple of my guys when they were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no doubt, hey, no Dad. doubt. No right. doubt, man. Um, yeah, like I, I was just telling, you know, uh, like, I, like I just said earlier in another interview, man, um, you know, we're humans, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, we have this innate ability to feel certain things and feel certain emotions. Mm -hmm. And um, part of being a professional is putting those things to the side and coming in here and, and, and doing what we need to do. Um, so of course, you know, some guys and familiar faces over, familiar faces over there um, that we got a, you know, got a lot of love and respect for, man. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll just go in and handle our business and play our brand of football, and you know, that's what we got to do at the end of the day. Like when you get done, it's gonna probably have a special place in your heart because that's where you broke in. <laughs> of course, of course, you know what I mean, man. That's where it all started. That's where I got my phone call on draft day with my, you know, all of my family was there. It was the Tennessee Titans. It wasn't nobody else. You know what I mean. So of course, you know, I always have a, a, a unique place in my heart, um, personally. You know what I mean. And, you know that, that day can never be taken away from me. Um, so uh, you know, yeah, of course. Like I said, man, you know, you, you can't avoid those those feelings, those emotions. But at the end of the day. Uh, like I said, we we are we are here to be professionals, and um, when it's time to go, it's time to go. So. Okay, and yeah, I've been following I've been following Kevin since the uh, combine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been following him since Middle Tennessee yeah, in the yeah, combine. Yeah. You know what? What you know? You um, y'all used to go together in practice and. Go together, or go against go, each go other. Against <laughs> I got you, yeah, I got yeah, you, baby. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me and KD, uh, KB definitely battled a lot in practice, man. He's a hell of a player. Like uh, again, a lot of ton, ton of respect for him and who he is as a, a player and, and especially a person. Um, you know, he's one of the leaders on that team and a, a guy that's gonna come every weekend, every weekend and week out, man, and, and, and give his all and, and you know and 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 uh, you know play 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 some good football, man. So. You know, that'd be one of the guys, of course, that, you know, we will, um, you know, have to, you know, bring our best against as we, we, we do everybody, man. So um, it'll be, it'd be definitely a good matchup for us and um, a good opportunity for us. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We're getting ready 
for the Falcons game against the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. It's gonna be uh they're gonna be wearing their Houston Oilers uniforms, and those are sweet. They might they should just wear those and put a T on a helmet or something and uh and roll with the old Oilers uniforms. They're much better than uh these Titan things that look like a softball team set up. But but uh that'll be interesting. Also, you might want to go dig up that YouTube video with the Red Stallions when the uh, schedule release came out. So as we move forward, we want you to also know that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get six months of unlimited digital access for 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more at AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, let's introduce our special guest, Miss Danielle Ledbetter of WSMV Channel 4 in Nashville, Tennessee. How are you doing today, Danielle? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here and talking to you today. Excited for this opportunity. How are you? I'm doing great, Danielle. Thanks for coming on the podcast to help uh, us get ready for the trip to Nashville and um, a little bit about the Tennessee Titans, who will be playing the Falcons this week. What's the vibe in in Nashville? Well, the vibe in Nashville right now, you know, the Titans are kind of struggling a little bit. A lot of fans right now are kind of taken aback by this trade that just happened. I hear see a lot of people on social media sounding off about it. A lot of people not happy, like fans and things like that. But they're hoping that this game this weekend will be a good one and that the Titans can hopefully win. That's the vibe in, in the city. Well, um, I certainly understand. They're two and four uh, coming off their bye week. Is there a lot of talk about Coach Arthur Smith coming back to Tennessee? He coached there for a long time. Um, Yeah, there are some talks about that. People are excited to see uh, him square off against the Titans. So I've seen that a lot on social media. Okay, that's great. And, um, you know, so what the Titans are, um, you know, they kind of stole the national spotlight when the schedule release came out. Uh, this is supposed to be the Red Stallions game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What, what was that like uh, when that came out and, uh, you know, the buzz around town about, you know, the, the Falcons slash Red Stallions coming to town? I think I think the fans, I mean, I think the city in general is just really excited to see the Falcons come to Nashville. It seems like it's been a, a long time since they've, they've come here. So people are really excited. And then that, that video that you're talking about, we shared it on our station, social media, and it took off on our personal social media as well. So people are really excited. Well, what's, uh, I mean, you know, if y'all haven't figured it out uh, by now, this is my daughter. She's the oldest. Uh, she's been in uh, Nashville since April. She's the morning anchor at WSMV and uh, does some reporting uh, around town for uh, her station, Channel 4 NBC in Nashville. What's the talk about the new stadium and where is that going to be on the uh, downtown? Yeah, so they actually just had some movement a few days ago. The city had a kickoff event for the it's $2.1 billion stadium that's coming. Uh, they launched 
their kickoff for that. And so they announced it'll be a three-year construction deal. So they hope to open it in spring 2027. So it's really exciting for the city. There was a lot of, it was divisive at first, but I feel like a lot of people are getting on board with that now. So the next time the Falcons play over there, they'll be in a new stadium. What what'll be some of the places for the Falcons fans to visit? Yes, yeah, so if if people are listening to this, listening to this and coming in town for the for the game, I suggest there's lots of bars, restaurants all along Broadway, which is in walking distance of Nissan Stadium. I'd also really suggest Assembly Food Hall inside of there. It's it's right on Broadway, walking distance from the stadium. But inside there's Prince's Nashville Hot Chicken, and they're the originators of Nashville Hot Chicken. So I definitely think that's a highlight, a go-to spot. As far as other like attractions, the National Museum of African American Music is right down there as well. Again, all things I named are walking distance from the stadium because um, it's really a hot spot and there's a lot to do, a lot to see down there as well. Well, Danielle, I know you you got to be on in the morning, so we're going to uh, let you get out of here. We're going to thank you for coming by the Bowtie Chronicles podcast and helping us get ready for the uh, Falcons and Titans game, 1, 1 p.m. on Sunday. Of course, it'll be 12 in Central Time, and we'll be over there. But uh, 1 o'clock Sunday for my Atlanta people. Falcons are in first place in the NFC South, and the Titans are in last place in the AFC South. Well, you take care, Danielle, and uh, we'll see you this weekend. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah, see you this weekend. Bye. All right. We want to thank Danielle for stopping by. Danielle Ledbetter, the morning anchor, morning weekend anchor at WMSNV. Thanks for coming by the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. All right, let's move on to some notes for the game. Hey, this is going to be a big one. Ryan Tannehill, 35, is in his 11th season. He's probably not going to play, didn't practice today. And uh, Coach Vrabel said today if he cannot play, that both quarterbacks would play. And that's both uh, Malik Willis uh, from Roswell High and Westlake. He was taken in the third round in 2022. And then Will Levis, the former Kentucky quarterback, who was taken in the second round of uh, 2023. That'll be interesting because Willis and Desmond Ritter were on the board at the same time. And the Falcons passed on the local guy and took Desmond Ritter. So they'll get to go head-to-head if Willis starts. But he's going to play Levis. Willis... uh, uh, got in the game last week and didn't. I'll go over his stats later. Uh, held on the ball, got four sacks. So, you know, last year he played, didn't look too good either. But uh, he started his career at Auburn and finished at Liberty. The Titans also have an uh, issue at left tackle and at wide receiver. Dillard got Anthony Dillard got pulled in the last game against the Ravens. They are coming off a bye, so they're rested. They've been able to make some changes, and they're hoping to get back wide receiver Traylon Burks, the former Arkansas stud who's uh, had an injury, just slow start to his career. And, uh, you know, they really need him to go with DeAndre Hopkins. Of course, the Titans do have Derrick Henry, so I think the Falcons can expect a heavy dose of Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears, the uh, rookie from Tulane. So, so far, Henry has 98 carries for 425 yards and three touchdowns. He's played, you know, he played at Alabama, has three 1,000-yard seasons and one 2,000-yard season. And uh, Spears has 31 rushes for 171 yards and a touchdown. 
Now, the Falcons lead the league in fewest rushing touchdowns allowed with one. And the win over the Bucks was the Falcons' fourth consecutive game without giving up a rushing touchdown. Of course, uh, Arthur Smith and uh, Titans coach uh, Mike Vrabel are good friends. Tyler Vrabel is on the Falcons' practice squad. And Coach Smith, you heard him. Um, I'm just going to read his quote again for emphasis. Braves will have them ready to go regardless of who plays quarterback. I promise you they will be ready. So I'm sure that's his message to the team. And uh, he'll have to get his team ready in a favorite position that hasn't played well on the road to go in and knock out a team that they're going to be favored to beat. And the series history is uh, this will be the 16th meeting. The Titans lead 8-7. to seven, And in the last meeting on September the 29th of 2019, Henry rushed 27 times for 100 yards and a touchdown in a 24-10 victory in Atlanta. And also, uh, A.J. Brown did work that day at a big 55-yard touchdown catch. And here's the quote from Vrabel. If Ryan can't play, I expect both of them to play. And he was talking about Willis and Levis. And so Willis, when uh, Tannehill suffered the ankle injury on October the 15th against the Titans, Vrabel said the injury was similar to last year where he suffered. And uh, he came back early and re-injured the ankle and ended up on injured reserve. Willis came off the bench in that game, was 4-5 or five passing for 75 yards, but he was sacked four times. He played in eight games during his rookie season with three starts. Like I said, Will Levis was drafted 33rd overall in the last draft. Both quarterbacks practiced with the team last week while Tannehill spent time rehabbing the ankle and recovering. All right, before we get out of here, we're going to look at the tail of the tape. And, hey, um, Dean Pease talked about this all last year, and it's now a fact. The Falcons have a top 10 defense. Yeah, go ahead. Take, a, take, yourself a, take some time and applaud for that. It's been a long time since we've seen a top 10 defense in Atlanta since 2017. And, we, you know, Google top 10 defenses and a story. And we did a history on that and how, as a, um, it's, I think it was 04 and 17, over the last 23 seasons, um, they're the only time the Falcons have had a top 10 defense. And it's top 10 in every category this week. Uh, in points scored, they're ninth, 19. In uh, um, total offense, 285.4, that's third. In the league, so, you know, that that's officially the main number there. So you say they have they are ranked third in defense. They've held the opposition in rushing their eighth and 95.3 a game. And then opponents passing yards, 190.17. So all numbers are in the top ten. That's a legit bona fide unit. And actually, the offensive numbers are pretty good, too. Except for the main one, points scored. They're last 29th in the league, uh, 29th to 32 in points scored, 16.4. But everything else is, uh, well, not in the top half of the league, but you're only in 17, so you're one spot out. So you want to be in the top half of the league. So these are playoff numbers. If they're able to maintain them, 
They got to score some points to win the games, but they're playing at a, a very respectable level here through seven games. Offensively, they are 13th overall in total yards, 341. Net rushing yards, 124.3. That's eighth. And then net passing yards, 216.7. 17th. Now, a um, couple other key points. Time of possession, they are 11th. So they're in the top half of the league there at 31 minutes and 06 seconds. And then the one other bad number here, these are – all you got to do is cut down the turnover, score some points. Everything else, they're playing good good football. Turnovers got to go down. Scoring's got to go up. Uh, this team could uh, do a lot of the things that they want to do this year if they can accomplish the, those two things. They are minus seven at 30th in the league in turnover differential. And, you know, the quarterback can't fumble the ball. Uh, one of them probably wasn't his fault on the center snap. Can't be shashed sashaying into the end zone either and have the ball knocked off of you. That was really bad. I saw Brian Finneran, broadcaster from a wide receiver, big-time special team, as I always respected his opinion because uh, he came in as an undrafted guy. He that he went out, he went ballistic on that, uh, that play. But, yeah, you can't do that. You got to go in and get in the end zone and, you know, leave that pretty boy stuff alone. So the Falcons have a top 10 defense. They'll be going against the 28th ranked offense. Falcons are ranked 13th on offense against Tennessee's 17th ranked defense. So you got, that's not a big advantage. That's just a four point swing. Tennessee's got some defenders, Jeffrey Simmons and so forth. They traded Kevin Byard this week. Uh, so he was former two time all pro for Martin Luther King High, uh, started at Middle Tennessee State. And, uh, uh, made it uh, in the league big time, but he'll be playing with the Eagles now. The only thing the Falcons are in the bottom half of the league in is passing 17 and scoring 29. So this is a game they'll be favored in. I don't have the point spread right now, but we'll certainly share that on Twitter and all points, uh, social media points for you all. But, um, you know, this is the game where the Falcons have to go clean up your turnovers. Demsman Ritter has had eight in the last four games. That's unacceptable play. You got to clean that up, keep the ball moving, and get it in the end zone. Okay, you might. And then last week the uh, Falcons had another delay game situation. And, you know, coach was trying to call timeout. They didn't give it to them. They were supposed to pump the clock. You know, there's a lot of um, – Reasons why it happened, but hey, it can't happen. You got to get get it going, get the ball movement, run the play. You know, don't let the officials get you off track. You know, get it in there and go. So those are just some of the things moving forward. You got Tennessee here. You know, this was a game I had them winning. Now you got a hot Minnesota team coming into Atlanta next week after this game. Arizona, go out to Arizona. You don't want to take them lightly. You saw what happened to Dallas. So you got a chance here to build on this four and three start and go into the bye at seven and three. But you got to take care of business in Tennessee. You're going to have to beat a tough Minnesota team. They looked hot last night beating the 49ers with Kirk Cousins throwing for over four, 370 yards. Uh, Addison's going to be an issue. He's tough. Hawkinson's tough. Uh, not much of a running game, but if Kirk Cousins is slinging it around, uh, you got a veteran quarterback. That's going to be a tough one. Nobody's got uh, – when the schedule came out, 
we had them lose in that Minnesota game. But they even if they get Tennessee and Arizona, then you're six and four at the break. You set up for the close. You set up for seven games down the stretch. So that's where we're at right now. Four and three here. Um, three games away from the bye. First place in the NFC South. All you gotta do is clean up a couple things, figure out how to get in the end zone. And, and uh, quit giving the ball to other people, and you're on your way. So we could see a turnaround. You certainly can't turn over against Minnesota. You might not be. You might be able to pull that off against Tennessee, just because they gotta. They gotta just run the ball. They're not gonna. Um, they're gonna be playing clock and try to make it real messy and sloppy and beat you up because their quarterbacks can't throw yet. So you know, Tannehill's. You know, even if he does play, that's that. That's probably. You know, he's not – he's 35. He's had his best games, had his best games. So, um, looking forward to seeing Malik Willis probably and uh, Will Levis and uh, a lot of Derrick Henry and Tajay Sp uh, Spears. Now, they do have DeAndre Hopkins, but they haven't been able to get on the ball. So, should be an interesting game, one where the Falcons will see if they've grown and matured and can handle, you know, being the front runner. You know, it's been uh, a while since they've been in first place. And, uh, you know, it was, it's been a while where they are going to be the hunted team, not the hunter. They've been hunting for a while. They're five straight consecutive losing seasons. Now you're getting ready to be the hunted. And you'll see how that feels when you go to Tennessee to face the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. All right. We want to thank you for listening to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. And uh, we're going to ask you to have a great rest of your week.